What are you listening to? You don't know that the guy's just put I know that. No, this is one that I know. Tom Brady's bordering now on Godlike. You gotta put the bourbon down and go to a doctor. He's... All right, listen up, y'all. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Bump and Run. I'm Pete Colasano, joined as always by the head cheerleader for the Michigan Wolverines, Mr. Scott Bracey. How's it going, dude? National championship bound. When's the last time they were in a national championship game? I feel amazing. Uh, Well, before the playoffs started, before the BCS even. Yeah. They're the reason why, them and Nebraska are the reason why the BCS was started. Is it? Because they had the co-national championship in 1998. Uh, So, uh, 26 years ago? Uh, yes, it is almost to the day. Actually, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. Should and we get I right am, into that game? I am or should we get right into the college football playoffs? Let's let's do it, dude. Let's do uh, absolutely. Let's do uh, our little bowl playoff review. We'll start with the we'll start with the playoff games. It's their most important, and we'll touch on a couple things after that. Sure. Uh, yeah, Michigan twenty-seven, Alabama twenty in overtime in an epic Rose Bowl game. I tell you, there is no better look. On TV, no, than the Rose Bowl. There's just not. Yeah, and you've heard a bunch of people say like they should just permanently make the Rose Bowl the national championship game, which visually and for television, it's hard to argue. But then I was hearing things today that it's one of the worst places for fans at the yeah, stadium. I heard, I heard the same. Yeah, I heard <laughs> it's, the same. It's a hundred year old stadium. Like it's antiquated. Traffic is awful. The concessions are awful. There's got to be a way. This is a freaking multi billion dollar business. They got to be able to buff that up a little, but. It, and what they're talking about with the with the visual and the optics, they want to. It's going to be a five o'clock kick, and you can't have a five o'clock kick on a Monday or whatever the championship. Game well, this be. is something that we've talked about before, <laughs> and it bugs the ever loving shit out of me that you play all season on Saturdays and weekends or holidays, and now come the national championship game, you're playing on a Monday night. It's just it grosses me out, and frankly, I never see the end of these games. Because they start after eight o'clock, and I'm just I'm I'm not staying up until freaking eleven thirty. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. So or sometimes <laughs> later. So anyway, it was a really great game, and I, I got to be honest with you. You know, obviously everybody saw if you watched the game, you saw how it started, and I was just like, oh shit! Like right off the bat with the interception, like so not like JJ McCarthy to make a play like that. The decision, the throw itself was total Miss, shit. Missed two open guys right off the yeah, bat. Like, <laughs> like it, was, it was so bad. And then uh, this is one of those things where you start to say, is this what happens when these guys are off for a whole month? Like it, I, I've never liked that. We've talked about this in the past that I think you want to give these guys one week off for a little rehab time, no problem. But, like, let's get to football, dude. Like, yeah, you could see in both games, and we'll get to the other one soon, but in both games, funky starts. Especially, like, special teams were shit. Oh, my God. And these are the things that, you know, end up costing games. And they're they're the hardest things to practice when you're off for a month. So, um, but, yeah, that was crazy. And then when it got called back that he stepped out of bounds, it was like you take this deep sigh of relief and you're like, oh, shit. All right. Settle the fuck down and let's Unpucker get to Unpucker the assholes here yes. a little bit and let's go. But it was so uncharacteristic that it really, I, I was really like, who the hell is this guy? He never does this. I think, uh, yeah, I think that game, I was, I was with some buddies, and I think, like, that game was so huge for Michigan because that's the game they couldn't get over the hump on and everything yeah. I think was very tight, the horrible shit, everything they dealt with all year. 
Um, the thing I noticed the most, they dominated both lines of scrimmages. Wasn't that the most? Yeah, that was the most interesting like, thing to me because that's Alabama's like bread and butter, right? Sure. Like, they dominate so, the line of scrimmage. And it's Michigan's too, but like Alabama's always usually a tick better. Well, yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, Georgia was a couple years ago. Like we were like, I think just happy to be in that game. Then, yeah. then go to win it all. And they've admitted that too, uh, which is funny, I think. But uh, dude, right off the bat, Alabama's first possession was like, whoa. Yeah, like getting in there, like getting in their backfield, and like I think the I think the quarterback was stunned. I think the center, I think that's why the center had a lot of bad snaps. It might I be think they, were, they were just kicking his ass all now. Night. To your point, it was mostly the first half. I mean, they, it's not that they didn't dominate the line of scrimmage in the second half, but I think he, they, I think in his they, first six drop in Milrose first six dropbacks, he got sacked four times. Yeah, he got hit five. Yeah, yeah, it was it, just yeah. a really really rough start um, for Alabama, and and. and Outside of the one play that got called back, so it didn't matter. It was a great start for Michigan. Like, they felt good, right? And then, of course, you get the muff punt, which was yeah, so wild. And it was weird because he was, like, running like a missile to try to catch this ball. You never see that in red. This is what I mean by, like, you take a month off. Guys guys are anxious. They want to make a play. And here he comes, like, right. running 100 miles an hour trying to catch a punt. In Dude, the sun. Yeah, let it go. Like, yeah, with shade-sun mix kind of yeah, thing. You're yeah, yeah. Just let it go, and then they get to short field, and then they get to score. But, um, I, you know, <clears throat> it was interesting because we, all year we've been saying that, like, Alabama is not what we think of as more most Alabama and Nick Saban teams. And I think this game kind of encapsulated their whole season. Like, rough start, work it out. Nick Saban and his crew is always the master of making yeah. adjustments, and they made some really great adjustments. Milro did a great job of kind of, I'll say, taking over the game. He made some nice throws, made some great runs. He was a real difference maker, and they end up taking the lead. And it's like, holy shit, man. Like, wow. What, like, it just made me think of the coach. The players are the ones who make the plays, but it just made me think, like, fucking Saban, man. He just, there's just those coaches, right? There's Belichick, Saban, there's just a, a handful of these guys historically that you're like, wow, they're just, they help these kids overcome. They find a way to help these their players overcome, you know? And then Michigan changed history basically after that, you know? Were you shocked by Michigan's speed? I was a little more shocked by Michigan's speed offensively. Yeah. Um, that one kid, Wilson, is a, is a really... Wilson and 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 then even the ball Tyler Morris caught over the middle and the cross <laughs> around he ran thirty yards past everybody that surprised me I was like holy yeah. shit where's this kid been so one of the cool things about college football yeah Wilson's fantastic yeah sorry to not answer your question yeah Wilson's fantastic yeah he's a really nice player um, but he had more speed he had speed that I was like oh wow Alabama really can't keep up with this you know kid. what they call him what the flying Hawaiian oh is that what they do? I didn't know that yeah he's from Hawaii um. The one thing that's different about college football than the NFL is that because college football is tends to be so regional in general, right? It's really hard to get a, a true feel. You know, when, I, when we were talking about break, when we were reviewing for, or previewing this game, I said to you, I, I think Michigan's really good, but yeah. do I really know this was an off right. year for Ohio State, Penn State? We don't like the coach. Never, they, they never, they never, they never live up to expectations. Yeah. So it's like, okay, they beat Penn State. And they beat Iowa, Iowa had nothing offensively, so you can't so judge it's hard. that game. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I like you're looking, you're I like, it's hard you, because they play an SEC schedule and they beat Georgia. And they, yeah, they lost to Texas, but they still beat all those other SEC teams. You beat they your Tennessees, you yeah. beat your LSUs, Mississippi's handily. It's so hard to judge, right? 
so <clears throat> I was imp- I, w- I was impressed. Um, but I was more impressed by both. I was more impressed by the game as opposed to one team or the other. Uh, Blake Corman's a real deal, too. Absolutely. That was the other one I was thinking. Like, if you're asking me, like, like, who's on the level, Corden is on the level. Like, he's he's a legit player. Real deal. He could play anywhere. If he was playing in the SEC right now, he'd be doing doing just as well. Right now, the guy getting two yards. The Cowboys can't get two yards. And he's not a big dude either, but he's thick. Big, thick legs, powerful as shit. So, um, yeah, it was just I was just really impressed by both teams. Frankly, um, it's almost one of those where you're like, you know, it's not unfair. The game has to come to an end, but it's just, you know, it's 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 uh, you do feel bad. Yeah, I know you probably didn't, but I'm I'm thinking like, man, these no. kids work so hard. They made their comeback. You think you got it, and then you lose. Once they went twenty seven twenty, just the game couldn't end fast enough. Let's get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Let's course, go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So, but I, I think one of the things that I said last week when we were previewing the game is JJ McCarthy is going to do what JJ McCarthy does, and it's funny that he comes from Michigan because he is very Tom Brady esque in the sense of he doesn't look overwhelming, impressive. Like, yeah. You know, you're yeah. not just like whoa. You know, you watch Penix or you watch uh, Jim Daniels or, or yeah. Milro, and you're like, God damn, these guys are dynamic cannons for arms and just speed and all. I mean, it's just dynamic as shit. And here, here's J.J. McCarthy just doing his thing, making third down throws when he needs to make third down throws, taking off, running, getting a the first play he down. Made on, the play he made on that 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 quarterback throwback pass. Yeah. Oh, my the God. Hand catch, the one-handed catch. Smoke. And then to make a completion oh. out of that. Oh. Like, it gets lost in the mix, I think, but it it's, it's huge. Just forget the completion. Just to catch that ball, stay on your feet. Because if he goes down in college football, yeah. he's down. That team, that that gets your teammates jacked up. Oh my like god, that. it's huge! It's huge. So I, I just, you know, he's impressive to me. Now, I, you know, it's a it's a talk for another day about his NFL potential yeah, and all that sure. stuff. But some guys, <clears throat> they just find ways to win and find find ways to get it done. And he's definitely one of those guys. He's been for the last two years and change. So he always shows up in big spots. And to me. Yeah. There's there's something about, you know something about that. It's different than like you know guys who are just great athletes, you know Cam Newton or something like that. Like they're just overwhelming. It's like they could be disappear for an entire game or something, and then just show up and make plays right when it counts the most. What's well, so me and my me and my buddy me and my buddy were like, dude, what the fuck with JJ? What are we doing? Let's go, man. Make the and then fourth quarter we after the game we're looking at his numbers like, dude, what? Like holy shit, the guy just showed up in the fourth quarter. Yep. And OT like when it matters. It yes, sir, Dini. Yes, sir, bud. Let's go. One more. <laughs> um, second game, Washington 37, Texas 31. Wait, I wanted to say one more thing. This yeah, is real quick, please. just about that game. If either, Whoever would have won that game, I would have said that's an impressive win. Like Michigan wins that game, and I go, yeah, that's sure. an impressive win. You overcame that's adversity. Different. You know, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't exactly how you planned it. If Alabama would have won that game, I would have said the same thing because I just – I look at both of those teams and I say, for you to beat that team on this day in that way, it's impressive. So e- all, all eyes on it. Did you see the number? No. What was it? Was Twenty-seven. It oh my god, dude. Yeah. Think I of know. like NBA Finals with LeBron and um and, and Steph, Steph Curry. I know. It was like a nine and change. Just fucking crazy. Dude, dude. It's just, bro. Football and now college football is. Pfft. And this was the best year it's been in a while because and- we've had it all across the country. That's and why it's too. Like, I, I think Michigan's become a little bit of a villain. Yes, Bama, of course. Bama's been, Bama's been a villain with Saban. They, they, the Florida State thing. Yes. So there were eyeballs all over the Absolutely. place on this game. Man. Absolutely. It was, 
Sorry, go ahead to the no, go yeah. Washington thirty-seven, Texas thirty-one. Late into the night, I was I was running out of gas, dude. I I could yep. barely get through it. I just wanted to see who we were gonna play, and plus, like a, a, a great game. Texas came back; they were down fourteen basically the whole time. They just kept they couldn't get to that point until the end. Uh, Quinn Ewers, uh, good, not great. I, uh, would I was say. gonna use those exact uh, words. I, um, Penix, phenomenal, unbelievable. Um, he should have won. He should have won the Heisman, folks. I'm sorry to tell you, he should have won the I, Heisman. I, I think I agree. Undefeated team, insane numbers. Uh, I'm sorry, you know, beat Oregon twice. Really, never. There hasn't been a game other than I guess you could say at the end of this game, but there hasn't been a game when they were really even in doubt. Like that one game they won, like 14-9, was scary. I think against it was, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it was Arizona. But Who's a good team? I don't know that they were really threatened, but it wasn't a great game. But I'm just saying, like, man, he's so goddamn good. Um, this was weapons, a really interesting weapons game. Too, weapons, dude, I mean, and this is what we'll get into later. But God, these wide receivers and that, and and let us not forget at all. Please do not do this. Washington's offensive line is freaking really good because Texas can get after you, dude. Just good ask Alabama. Not not great against the run, but better against the pass. That's for sure. Yeah, they got something. They can get after the quarterback. Is what I mean. And yeah. dude, he had for most of the game, not the whole game. But for most game, he has he had a great pocket. And the other thing he does, dude, he looks like he's never rushed. Like, yes. it's just so smooth. He's always, like, throwing on time. I talked to you about this. Like, the ball is always in the right spot, man. It is crazy. crazy. It's always away from the defender and somewhere where his offensive player can get can get it. And wildly, wildly accurate. Like I can't even, I can't even really describe how accurate he is. He's just always on point, and he's always uh, so poised in the pocket. I am just really impressed by him. As far as quarterback play goes this year, I just think he was the best quarterback passer of the football. You know what I mean? Not just thrower of the football. Good kid, crazy story. Yes. Two ACLs. Uh, we'll get into that as the draft comes on too about his durability and stuff like that, yeah. but. Yeah, dude. But um, two straight years of health. He went two straight years of health. So, Texas guys are already going pro. Um, I give a lot of credit and to uh, Sark. Sark's been through a lot personally, yeah. even professionally. A couple jobs didn't work out. Washington, funny enough, being one of them. Yes. Um, well, they have nothing like, to be ashamed of. Like, like nothing at all to be ashamed no. of. I think I think he's turned the tide. Now, listen, it gets tough now going to the SEC. No, no doubt about it. It does, but. You know, they did beat Alabama last year. This was a very good football team. You got Arch Manning that's going to probably be there. Waiting if, in the wings. If Ewers goes pro. I'm not 100% sure he is now. I don't think he is. I think he said no. Yeah, I don't know. That They can change their minds with that. We'll see about that. I don't know if it's even a good idea that he goes pro. But anyway, there's a lot of talent there, and there will be a lot of talent. If You know, yep. a game like this, even though you lost, just getting here and then playing well. Dude, the state of Texas and then Louisiana next door, like, these are wildly athletic states, and they love their football. So now you just got a leg up on all that shit, so it's a big deal. So nothing to be ashamed Especially of. Especially A&M going through transition. Yeah. LSU, Brian Kelly just fired four defensive guys. Both, so, yeah. both teams who lost have nothing to be ashamed of. We we, we no, were blessed dude. with two great games, so. Listen, last year's games were great, too. Michigan underwhelmed, they, you know, seven-point favorites, lost the game. Uh, made it a good game at the end, but like like you said, TCU kind of played better the whole yes, time. Yeah. And, and then the Georgia Ohio State game was fantastic. But these two games together, 
Oh, both. We just it was like, 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 like tremendously. And yeah. then does it make you more excited or more nervous going to 12 teams? Do you think there's going to be a little – like a 12 versus 5 mm. next year would have been Liberty versus Georgia. Actually, Florida State. Well, Florida State. Um, It doesn't bother me at all. At Florida State, by the way, too. It would be the first rounders will be yeah. home games. Home games. Yeah, it doesn't bother me at all because I I don't expect Liberty to win the game, but if you're not a fan of that school, what do we root for? We love uh, the upsets. You I, love, I know. It's and a, they and do happen, folks. Like they do happen. Alabama beat Georgia. Texas beat Alabama. Like these things do happen. And that's the real fun. Does it happen? It happens all the time. That's why we love the field of sixty-four in March Madness, because these monster upsets they do happen. Now they're you know they, they happen less in football because of just sheer size and power and speed, but they do happen. So of course I want to see that shit. You know who I feel bad for Boise State. All those years ago, all those teams You're were so goddamn. Right. Yeah, they were so right. good. They could yeah. they could have made it to a Final Four yeah. being a twelve seed. Those. Well coached, well recruited, and they they, and they were good hard early on, and they were good. Yeah, they beat like, big teams. Nobody wanted to play them at that time. Nobody wanted no. to play them. So I, I think it'll it'll always be interesting. Um, we'll get into something that came up. You know, I sent you a video on Chip Kelly, and I saw an article on on Yahoo Sports today about kind of realigning college football. And to make yeah. it make more yeah. sense, and I'll explain why. Because they're talking about once you go to twelve, then what's the point of having Bowl games, and I understand that. But then I say to someone like, <clears throat> I say to someone like Vanderbilt, why bother having a football team? Why would Rutgers have a football team then? Why would Why would Purdue have a football team? Northwestern. Why would Northwestern? Why would Minnesota? The way Stanford's been going on, yeah. yeah like, why would you oh. have a football? I mean, even I, I'm thinking even teams like Wake Forest. Like, why no. would you have a football team? It's just not going to happen. You're never going to make you're 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 so rarely going to make the field of twelve. It's like it's it makes no sense. I, I that that's what bothers me when they start talking about getting rid of bowl games because there's so many kids, you know, who play in them and look forward to it as one last chance. I hate the idea of taking that away. And now you got tw- you go from maybe what, maybe there's 50 teams that play, 40 teams that play in the postseason. You know, including all the shit. I read. Some, I read somewhere there was 41 bowls. Which means 82 teams. 82 teams. Which, you know, you only have to have six wins. So, yeah, that makes sense. About half of the league, about half of Division One football. <laughs> now, maybe that's a bit extreme. Maybe that's too many. Maybe we can narrow it down. But I just don't like the idea that, like, a kid from Kentucky may never play a postseason game simply because he's not a top 12. I it's just that that get, that makes me upset. The, why bother going yeah. to Kentucky? Yeah. You know, so anyway, well, that's what we said too. It's going to be the same. It's going to be the same twenty teams or so rotating every year. It's yeah, I don't. I don't like that. Be. Like I know, like the Colin Cowards are world. Well, I just want to see the best. Yeah, but you're not. See, you know, here's a here's a guy who played high school football. I actually played in college, not at that level, but I played in college. I was never going to play in a ball game, but it was nice yeah. that I got to play at my at Division three. I got to play in the ECAC championship. Playoffs. It yeah, meant nothing, yeah. but it was kind of like the side. East Coast Championship. Do you think it didn't matter to me? Of course it mattered to me. You right. think it didn't matter to 
kid from Duke who they got off to a great start and then struggled late but then finished strong, that they got a bowl game that those kids got to play. It matters. It matters, especially as seniors. I just don't like seeing that taken away. So maybe there's a way to do both, and Chip Kelly had an idea that we'll discuss maybe in a little while. Uh, To answer Mr. Mangano, yes, sir, I am positive about that. Uh, Your Florida State Seminoles uh, lost by 60. I said 60. Yeah, not much to talk about here because I think they had more than 20 guys not even playing. This was basically a JV game. This was brutal. I thought the whole thing, that whole situation. I didn't even watch the game. I didn't even bother. When you got 20 guys sitting out, and I I don't think Georgia had two guys sitting out. Yeah, they had a a, a bunch, but like not many. The quarterback played. Like it's just, you know, that was. Yeah, McConkie played. The running back played. Yeah, they all. Yeah. Do you do uh, you look back now and do you think as we watched those two two games and the two playoff games and they were fantastic like all four teams <coughs> looked like they belong do, do you look and say Georgia should have been there and if so who do you take out I know that's the thing I, like you had such great games I feel I, I, like Georgia I, got left holding the bag but like I don't know but they they only they had to win one more game well, yeah, like, 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 but we, you could like, say the like, same thing about Alabama. Alabama only had to win one more game. Like they only had to beat Texas. But Alabama had to win to get in. Like Georgia, I mean, I, I know it's know. like I it's like. Think... I just I feel a little bad. I don't like it. I don't love it. Yeah, I, don't love it. I hear you. But I, I don't. You. But I'm one of those. Like I don't want to be a hypocrite. I'm one of those that says you got to win your conference championship. To me, you got. If you don't win your conference championship, you don't have a right to go over somebody and, else and they, and who they won their the conference SEC, championship. And they weren't leaving the SEC out. We knew that. We talked about it. they weren't leaving the SEC. Yeah, no which is funny because it was the first time since, what, like 2016 that we don't have an SEC team in the championship game. I know. It's been quite Oops. a while. <laughs> Sorry. I feel so, oh, so bad. Oh, I, no. feel so, I feel so bad. <laughs> um, a game we thought was going to be mighty, mighty good. Uh, the Penn State and Indy Lions uh, struggled against. They Lane did. Um, I had texted you, and I, I believe this to be true. There was more NFL talent on that field, on that game, than any ball game other than the two playoff games. Correct. Like, there was a lot of talent, wide receiver, quarterback, running, linemen. There's some really great linemen, especially at Penn State and some at Mississippi. Like, that was a really – there was a, it was a talent-ridden game, and, and a lot of those guys played. James Franklin is just – I think he's an exceptional recruiter. I don't know. I always known him as being an offensive coach. I thought when he was at Vanderbilt it was about recruiting an offense. And you're going to have to show me since he's been there the year that they had a really explosive and, and good offense. Meanwhile, they've had good players. we got wide receivers, running backs from Penn State, linemen in the NFL – having really exceptional careers. I, I there's something something's off. I don't know if it's coordinators, I don't know if it's him, but their offense I sucks you, that's, so bad. That's a that's a good point. And you, you got a top any, you can't five keep any coordinators there. You got a that's you got a left tackle who's gonna go probably top five or six in this year's draft. So you can't even like can't yeah. put this on like bad line play, you know. Offensively, they're just so poor. They're just so poor. They, but that was a fun yeah, game to watch. Ever since Saquon's left, he's got like their offense has been it's just mediocre. Like, yeah, mediocre. But not yeah. with mediocre talent. That's why it's a little, you know, Aller. I'll give and, they got, and they got a top five home field advantage, and it's like over yeah. there. It's, uh, I'll give I'll give Aller a little break because he's a first-year starter. So but, He's not great, dude. There's something missing there, too. Well, we'll find out next year. If he's the same he next timid. year, then, I'll, then, then I will agree. I, I'm never going to put too much pressure on a first-year starter. 
But I've seen this. We've seen this show year after year after year with Penn State, man. And I just, it's just not, I'm not impressed. And they gave him like a hundred year contract. So they're stuck with him for a while unless they want to yeah. buy him out. It's like a hundred, hundred, ten year, hundred million dollar contract or eighty million dollar contract. We talked about this game a little bit before. Oregon, way too much for Liberty. Oh my God! Yeah, this was. Bo Nix played, played five touchdowns, and see you later. Well, so that's what I, I was actually like impressed the most because I saw that game get out of control. I was flipping back between that and I don't know, maybe Wisconsin LSU. It was Ole like Miss. It was Ole Miss, and um. Okay. And yeah, I was just, I, you know, because I'm going to root for the underdog. Even though I liked Oregon this year and I, I appreciate Bo Nix. And you guys really need to take a look at how he played when he was at Auburn. Like, he was okay. <laughs> it's crazy. He was just okay. He's so, a different guy, man. Like, when he went to Oregon, it wasn't like, oh, my God, Oregon's going to be great now. Like, no, we were all like, eh, okay, congratulations. Yeah, eight, eight and four. See you later. Bro. The fucker threw for 75% completion percentage this year. Yeah, he's a good player. That's I'm insane, a, I'm dude. a big fan. Might big be fan. a nice fit. If if he falls, he might be a nice fit for Denver. I agree I keep, with I you totally. That, so. I totally agree. I think that's a Sean Payton guy I 100%. Think, I think he'd fit very nicely with Sean Payton. He almost fucking kind of looks like Drew Brees. He's like a, a taller version <laughs> of Drew Brees that can run a little bit. So, um, um, yeah. Pete, I got a question for you. Have you found Ohio State's offense at all in the last week? I haven't found it in this last year. Three points. <laughs> yeah. Three points. Yeah. Now you're you're playing with a backup quarterback, no wide receiver, and he gets hurt in the first like what the first half he gets hurt. Yeah. So, Ugh. um, it's amazing to me, but this is the world of Michigan's at Michigan and Ohio State that Ryan Day is really genuinely on a on the hot seat. Like he's he's got like a 60 and 5 record over his career as a head coach and he's like on a hot seat. Like he genuinely is feeling pressure right now. So I I think that's so interesting, but you know, I I think you and I were in 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 most agreement this year that this was definitely like an off year at least offensively uh for for Ohio State. With that said, this is one of the best defenses I've seen them have in a while. So maybe yeah. they got that ship straightened out, and we'll see what happens yeah, they, next year. They but. lose a ton of guys on defense, so we'll see if that continues. But yeah. Um, anything else you want to add to bowl season, or we can get to the preview of the championship no, game? I will say for those local fans in New Jersey, Rutgers gets a nice win, and whatever you want to say about that, was it the Pinstripe Bowl? It was. It was the Pinstripe. It's bowl. a nice thing for recruiting folks, and uh, you know, I don't. Coming into each year, I don't expect much from Rutgers, but um, they ended up beating Miami. Now, you say, <laughs> well, who cares? Well, one of the reasons that Greg Shiano was originally hired, now you were a young of young feller at this point when he was first hired at Rutgers the first time around. He was an assistant coach at Miami and was a great recruiter of Florida, and they had hoped that he would pull some of that recruiting to Rutgers, which he did. Mm -hmm. So now you play Miami in a bowl game and beat them. And if you watch any of the game, they beat them. They out-physicaled Miami. Like, they ran all over them. Uh, they, they pulled a Michigan at one point, I think in the second half. I don't know if they had any – I don't know if they threw the ball like 30 straight plays. It was something very similar to that. They just ran it. They just jammed it right down Michigan's throat. It's nice to maybe be able to pull a couple extra recruits right from under Miami's feet, you know, especially with realignment and stuff like that. If you're a kid in Florida right now, you want to go play in the ACC and maybe win your conference and not go to the play, you know, not be a top ranked team, or do you want to go to Rutgers and, you know, maybe we're going to turn this around, we're going to do something special. I don't know. You never know. 
You know, maybe not a five star, but a four. Right. What if you get a four star that a Rutgers would normally not get? So these are the things that I don't want to see go away. You know, these opportunities that schools have I hear to you, turn buddy. a kid because you look like you're turning the corner as a program. It's a really cool thing to see. College football championship game. Yeah. Number two, Washington against number one, Michigan, Monday night in Houston. Yeah, so what I think is you're, I think you're going to get the exact opposite of what we got with Michigan and Alabama. I think it's going to be a relatively high-scoring game. I know Michigan has one of the best, if not the best, defenses in the country, and I don't give a shit. You haven't seen anything like this Washington offense all fucking year. It certainly wasn't Alabama. Um the just the level of passing capability, the quarterback play. What quarterback has Michigan played this year that even levels up even close to Michael Penix? None. Nuns. Let me just answer that for you. Or the or the 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 set of wide receivers that they have, and they can even run the ball when they want to. But on the other side, I don't know. I just don't know if Washington's going to be able to stop Michigan from running the football. I just don't know. Now, you don't have to stop them all the time. It'd be nice to, like, get stops on third down or get, you know, make a big play on first down to make it second and long. But I think that is a huge ask of Washington. But then again, I look and say, but they don't have to do it all the time. If you, I think maybe if they hold Michigan to 31 points, that might do it. I don't know, you know. So I think what I'm looking at here from Michigan against from Michigan defensively, it looks a lot like Ohio State's offense the last two seasons, not this year. Right. Stroud and those weapons like that. They got two high yeah. safeties. They can play against them. They got like the Marvin Harrison type and in, in, uh Adunze. And yeah, stuff like that. So I think that's kind of what I'm looking at from a fan's point of sure, view. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I've read some stats about Washington can be rushed on, and that that'll help us out tremendously. Oh, run and the ball only, on them. Oh, not, yeah, not, not, not only run the ball on them and moving yards, but keeping them off the field. Yeah. Now the only so, thing, the only thing I, that has definitely been the case all season for them, except in big games. <laughs> you know, like Oregon has been an, a fantastic rush running team all year, and they weren't able to run the ball when they were ten point favorites. Well, against I think that Washington. first game, uh, um, Dan Landing got out of his fucking mind in that game, I and they think, did run yeah, the ball pretty well in that. Yeah, game. Yeah, they, they did. Yeah, um, and even USC ran the ball pretty well, but just Washington just has so much firepower. So I just think you're going to see a very different game. I don't know if it's one of those whoever has the ball last wins kind of things. Um, I just I look and I say nobody's been able to stop Washington this year. Texas had the best defense that they played all year. Maybe Oregon did too. I don't know, and they don't they didn't stop them. Nobody scares them. I just don't think anybody. It's just hard. It's just hard. There's so much talent on that offensive side. I just well, I gotta hard. tell you the truth. If, Pen if Penix is gonna throw balls on the thought like he did the other day, it's gonna be very hard. It's to just stop. insane. I, it just it's gonna have to try to outscore him and whatever, get nuts. Yeah. But I'll tell you one thing right now: the fucking Michigan special teams better be on their game because they they were so bad the other night. Yeah, and I, I would expect it to. I would I expect, expect it to yeah, because well. it's a second week in a row you're playing, and you can you can iron out some yeah. of that shit. You get all the nervous. And now you have something about. to focus on and shit like that, <laughs> which is always helps. Yeah, and, and I say this all the time. You'll whether it's whenever it's needed. I shouldn't even say end of the game, but 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 doesn't matter. Whenever it's needed, JJ McCarthy will do some JJ McCarthy shit. He always does. Hmm. It'll just be a matter of is it enough? So. Um, I think it's fascinating. Like, I think this is the kind of game you want, right? Like, even though Michigan-Alabama was 
to me was a great game to watch, fun game to watch, physical. They were very much similar teams. Mm -hmm. This is the game, like, this is what you want. Like, you want high-flying offense versus tough, you know, hard-nosed defense, and it's like the immovable object. Right. You know, it's just, it's that's what you want to see, and, like, whose will is going to come to the top and win the game. You know what I mean? So, and then, and then what, which one of the stars or who's going to be the star, you know, a lot of times in these games, a guy fucking comes out of nowhere that we didn't even I think know. of. You I know. Know, maybe, maybe it'll be a, a running back for Washington ends up running for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Very unlikely, but this is the shit that happens all the fucking time. Right. Or it'll be, Michigan's tight end. Or something. A t- I was just yeah, Michigan yeah. tight end or wide receiver catches two tutties or something like it's just it's a lot of fun. So, you know, these coaches work all year and then they look for that one chance that they have a matchup advantage that a lot of people might not have been thinking. And I, I just listen, I think you got two really great coaching staffs here, two well coached teams, two very disciplined teams. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I might have to take a, a nice long nap in the afternoon and just bite the bullet and stay up. <laughs> well, at least they start now, what, 745 or something like that instead of fucking Is it going to be that? Okay, that's not that bad. I, I think something like that. That's I think not I that To the NFL we go. Week 17, Saturday night, Lions-Cowboy controversy. What the fuck was going on there? Well... I mean, it goes without saying that the referees fucked it up, right? Like that's there's no denying that to me. I don't. And then the NFL puts out a letter. I don't know, re reminding the teams of the proper way to for an offensive lineman to report as eligible. He did it. So you're don't be a douche. Like yeah. don't make it worse and make people hate you even more. Like that's just a bad look, dude. Just say we fucked up. Sorry about that, and we're going to have to do a better job, okay? Especially when it's a crew that has had multiple, like, egregious errors this year. With that said, I love Dan Campbell. You and I like Dan Campbell. We've been, you know, as you like to say, converted uh, Detroit Lions fans. Our second team. Yeah, Dan Campbell let his emotions get the best of him. Okay, so they botched it. Referees botched it. You don't get the touchdown. Why are you still going for two? Yeah, I know. This is easy. This at, at that point, it's easy. You don't. And then in a press conference after the game, he says, "We talked about before the game. We talked about before that drive. We're going for two. Yeah, from the two yard line, dumbass. Not from the seven. Like, what are you? Why are you? Go, just kick the extra point and go to overtime. Kick the extra point and 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 extend the game." I'm now everybody's got their opinion, so I'm not telling you you're wrong or right. I'm just saying I don't like that whole thing anyway. I'm a huge believer in momentum. So I say kick the extra. You just came down and scored and stole all the momentum, all the thunder out from Dallas. And on top of that, number one, you'd been playing really, you'd been moving the ball all over the field. And number two, your defense has actually been playing really well today. So now you got momentum, kick the extra point and take your chances later. Why are you? Why, I don't. I don't understand this. I'm not a fan of. So I'm not a fan of that at all. But even if you are, once you once it doesn't go your way, just kick the extra point. Yeah, settle back down and kick the. Yeah, extra see point. That, yeah. that that's to me that's. I don't. I'm not calling for him to be fired, but that's the kind of stuff that's a fireable offense. Where you say, see, you just you let your emotions get the best of you, and you didn't make an intellectual decision. You didn't make a smart decision. Hey, it didn't work out, and they screwed up, and that's on them. And I agree, referees screwed up. Move on. 
The game is still going on. You don't go for two still. You kick the extra point. That's what bothered me maybe more than anything in that in that sequence. They had nothing to lose, but I still think it's just bad. It's just bad football. It's just why why even But they did have something to lose because they if it could I have mean, been a, it's, it, it, it's easy to look at that now because San Fran won and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but potentially lost, Yeah, you're potentially yeah. going for a number one seed. So um yeah, I don't care. You win the game. Why, why, yeah. do, why do I yeah. want to lose a game? It doesn't matter. You go tell those guys who just busted their ass for four hours that it doesn't matter. Like, it's go 20 back. to 19 and it doesn't matter? That's that's nonsense. Let's go back to the referee. Was that shady as hell what that guy did? He wasn't even looking at the guy? Like, was he just expecting I don't the guy know. running out? I mean, there were two guys talking to you. Why were you looking away? Like... So here's the problem that we have here. I don't know what he said. I know. That's the problem. Do we have those like parabolic things that can, those parabolic microphones that can hear on the field? I would love to hear what was said. Did he just kind of like do a drive-by and like, hey, I'm eligible, and, and just get on out of there while, he, while the ref was talking to somebody else? I don't know. So, but he clearly went up to him. And said, I'm eligible. I think he even I think the rule is you're supposed to put your hand on your chest or wipe your chest. He, yeah, wipe your chest. He definitely yeah. like we saw his back, but it definitely looked like he's like, I'm 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 eligible. So And again, you don't want to do a fucking jumpy jack in front of the thing. Well, you want to be somewhere a little being bit. Like, deceptive. No yeah. shit. That's the whole point of the play. Like, <laughs> but here's the thing, here's why it's you know, quote unquote deceptive. Because guys check in as eligible all the time and they don't throw them the ball. This happens more often than people realize on the goal line because you just put an extra lineman in because you're using them the block as opposed to like a, a weak tight end or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, this is on the refs. I mean they they clearly they clearly botched this. And again, if this was if they were having a great season and then had one bad play, like whatever, this is a crew that has had multiple issues this year. In fact, most of the guys on that crew are not even permitted to refer- work in the postseason. So, and then, okay, I'm just going to say this. First of all, they're people just like anybody else, and they fuck up. Just like the players fuck up. That's why the players get penalized. That's why the players have fumbles. They throw interceptions. They drop the ball. They miss a block. People mess up. So when I hear, you know, the... the um, you know, the overreaction thing of like, well, referees should just be full-time. And, and uh, First of all, they're paid very well to be NFL referees. These are not poor people, okay? Second of all, in a world where we're giving money to college players because we don't get to, we don't get to tell them where they can get their money from, you don't get to tell somebody that they can work one day a week and the rest of the week they're not allowed to work. <laughs> like you don't get to tell somebody they can't have another job. Like that's like saying to Patrick Mahomes, you can't do any more. Uh, well, it's not progressive. What a State Farm, State All Farm, State, State, whatever. Farm, the hell. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. do those because that's a second job. You're already paid. You're already paid by the NFL. Like that's absurd. You don't get to tell somebody they don't have. The, they can't have another job. So just stop with that one. They only get to work one day a week. For 18 weeks, and then the rest of the year they can't do shit. Come, stop it! It's just ridiculous. I agree. Just ridiculous. Um, crazy ass game at the Meadowlands. The Rams clinch a playoff berth, but it wasn't easy. No, um, this was a wild game, right? But I was there, bro. What <laughs> a we really crazy yeah. shit! Crazy yeah. ass game. 
Stafford did not look great. I was just going to say, do you, do you think they kind of just – I don't want yeah, to say went through like, the motions for a while, and then they realized they were in a game. Yeah, that's. I guess that's where I was going with it. Yeah, you yeah. think that's what was going on, and they're I like, "Oh so. shit, we got to step it up," and they did. But then even then, yeah, yeah they got lucky. You get the punt return for a touchdown, and again they go for two, and they don't get it. It just, and then the miss and then field Dable ball. gets the ball back, and then like they run, throw, <laughs> run, and then why'd you run? Tyrod Taylor is. <laughs> so we were in that end zone, right? And like pregame, we're watching Mason Crosby kick, and I'm like, I said to my buddy, I'm like. He doesn't have the leg for this. If they get down to a situation, and exactly what happened in that same end zone, I'm like, Mac, he's not going to make this kick. Well, that's why he pulled it left because he tried to put a little extra on he it. Tried, he just tried to yank yeah, yeah, the shit just out yanked, of it. Yeah. Yeah, just, and even when you look at the camera from the goal line level, it, if it would have been straight, it would have been really close. It might, man. Yeah, I think it might have <laughs> ran out of doinked. gas still. Yeah, it yeah. might have doinked or come up. It was funky. So, But it's, it's a win, and the Rams are in. Hey, yeah. Good coaching job, Adam McVay, here this year. Yeah, absolutely. Especially we talked in the beginning of the season, they might they might have a yard sale at some point, and they're playoff bound. And I will also say this: they're they're going to be dangerous, man. They're going to be dangerous. If you're if you're the Cowboys, you don't want to play them. If you're the Packers, you don't want to play them. You know, if you're Detroit, you don't, definitely don't want to play them. If you're Detroit, what a disaster that would be to have have Matthew Stafford come back to Detroit and get the W. With that offense against Detroit's defense, you don't want to see them. So. We'll see. Philly, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I don't know what happened here. I man. what is? I mean, I, again, I just, I was just watching scores, and I'm like, and I saw they went up like 31 28, and I'm like, oh, they'll probably get out of there. And then I saw that like the score flip like 40 seconds ago. I'm like, what the? I'm like, their defense did it again. They blew it. I stopped even paying attention to this game because Philly was out to a pretty handy lead. And then I'm like, and then I turn around. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Arizona score. First of all, I'm going to continue to say this until something changes. Kyler Murray is just a different player this year. I don't know. There's, <laughs> I don't know if he found God or he just got tired of hearing shit talk about him. But god damn, is he just? <laughs> he is a freaking handful, dude. He is a handful. So, but. You know, you hear people saying, like, can can Philly turn it around? And my answer is no. Yeah, like, this, is not, this is not a scheme There's issue. There's something else going on there, too. You've got some yeah. real issues on the back end, man. And, you know, considering the teams that you're probably going to be playing, no, no, they cannot turn it around. Um, but I do have to laugh because <laughs> Philly is just a tough place, man. I'm down here only, like... 40 miles away. <laughs> like, <there's, laughs> Sirianni takes this team to the, to the Super Bowl last year. They're 10-1 and one to start this season. They want them fucking shaved at the fucking They office. want to find There's people calling to fire them. No way. It's like, no way. dude, come on. I mean a lot. I don't mean like one or two. I mean, and, and it's, it's, it's some of the people on radio. Like, I mean the radio people, not the callers. It's the callers too, but I'm just saying – the people you kind of you want to trust a little or something. It's like, bro, you got monster personnel issues. You got people starting at middle linebacker that weren't even in the NFL for the first, like, six weeks of the season. Know. You know what I'm saying? So, like, and and what, what used to cover it up was a great pass rush, and now they just don't get to the quarterback like they used to. And on third down, good God almighty, they're just, they're just defenseless on first, on third down. It's, it's insane. So... There are real, real problems there. And I can't put this week on, you know, um, Hertz hasn't played great the last few weeks, but that wasn't 
The offense wasn't a problem this week, dude. You score 30 points in the NFL, you're supposed to win that game. So this was a defense's Agreed. problem, especially when you're up big. This is a defense's problem. So, but uh, Sirianni's <laughs> got to go. I guess I don't know. See, look <laughs> crazy, man. They're crazy. Uh the Saints go into Tampa Bay and uh, put a hurt on. Is this Baker. a shocker for you? Yes, yes, yes. It was. And a week ago, we were talking about Baker Mayfield playing great. He looks fantastic. He's loving we're, new home. We're, we're the mush machine. <laughs> he ended up putting up some pretty decent numbers, but most of it was just after it was a bit out of hand, a late touchdown, and all that kind of stuff. Now it's not done yet. They can win. They win this week. They're still in. Yeah, and they play Carolina. Yeah. So, um, I looked at that game as one of the games. How, how sick is this? They're playing at Carolina. They're favored by like four and a half. And it's like, dude, you got to take Tampa. And I'm like, God, I just. I know. Don't trust <laughs> I, I, just couldn't, I couldn't pull the trigger. I don't trust them. So I, I, I left that one alone. So Baltimore Ravens blow Good out God. the Dolphins. And you we had this one pegged incorrectly. Yeah. I I thought. Well, the reason I took Miami is because I thought they'd be, more, uh, be a very desperate team, which. I think they kind of were. It was a game for a quarter. In fact, they took a lead, 13-10, 13-7, then it was 13-10. Tyreek Hill drops a touchdown pass, which is rare. then, good God, did Baltimore <laughs> just turn it on. You know, I think Baltimore gets wideouts buck-ass open more than anybody in the NFL. And I think this has to be attributed, attributed to the Lamar Jackson effect. Yeah. Because you're constantly on edge thinking this guy's going to take off. And he definitely runs less than he used to, but it doesn't mean he's less effective than he was. So it's always this threat and this it's almost like an anxiety that you can see on the defense. You know what I mean? That it's like I got to do my job, but at the same time I got to be aware that this guy could take off at any minute and run for 30 or, or take it to the house. It's right. hard enough to play defense in the NFL. All the rules are set up for the offense. And and it's just hard to cover these guys for this long. And now you got to keep something else in the back of your head. Or if you're a pass rusher, you can't really like just go at it because he'll just take off and gone. His his value goes it, – it, It's he's one of the few guys that I'll say his value goes way beyond the numbers that he puts up. Because of the constant threat that he is to take off. And it just changes the way defenses play. Now, we've seen this in the past. And then in, once the playoff playoffs come, it's different. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But I think the difference is this year, this team is as complete from quarterback to safety and everything in between, including special teams. This is as complete a team as they've had since Lamar Jackson has been a starter. There's been years for a while, uncharacteristically, Baltimore didn't have a great defense. They have a really good defense. They got, God bless you, they got great weapons. Even, even, how, how does this happen? How, how do they pull this off? God bless you. Yeah, excuse me. They get their, they got, Andrews goes down, and somehow they get a tight end to fill in this kid likely that you're like, dude. Yeah, he's been there a year or two. He's pretty really good. good. Yeah. It's really good. So. You know, we're gonna do our uh, our our top five teams in the league, and I'm sure they're gonna be somewhere in that top five. Uh, Pittsburgh wins in Seattle. Impressive. Tomlin does it again. Another year without a losing record. This is one of my picks. I didn't. Yeah. I thought it, I didn't think it was gonna be like this. Though they did it. They did it pretty impressively. Good pick. You know, all week they've been taught. They've been talking about the whole Tomlin thing. 
does does it mean he's a great coach? Or does it make him a Hall of Fame coach? And I'm thinking, it's impressive. It's an impressive yeah. feat. But they've been mired in mediocrity for how many years now? Both can be true. Both can be true is what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the idea that they were talking about firing him was also ridiculous. Agreed. But at some point, nine and eight is Runs just out of gas. Yeah, yeah. You can't just, right. oh, it's not a losing season. Is that what we're playing for here? Right. Like if you were the Jets, if you're the, the Cardinals lately, yeah. You know, if you're Carolina, if you're even, I don't know, even like Jacksonville, even like Jacksonville, like, yeah, okay. You know, winning seasons is, would be great. But you're Raiders. the Steelers. You know, you're the Steelers, you're the Giants, you're the Cowboys, you're the Niners, you're the Packers. No, that's not good enough for long. So while I don't think he should be fired, I think that's absurd. And I think he's done a good job this year because he really doesn't have a quarterback. Um, I'm not going to go crazy over this whole. You could make an argument that he maybe waited too long to go to Rudolph. Yeah, I guess you could. Sure. You know, guy's been in the system, knows what he's doing. But you know, I, I see the other guy stink. Trubisky is just oh. I mean, Trubisky went to the playoffs tight twice under Nagy, but you know, these guys watch their players during practice. They see what they see. This is what you base your starters off of is what you see in practice. So you know, and it's not like in the past Mason Rudolph has lit it up. Yeah. It's not like he's been yeah. awesome. So it doesn't have a particularly strong arm. So you know, I get it, but but I also think it's smart. He's playing well. Leave him in. You know, like yeah. okay, that's fine. Make make adjustments on the fly. Week eighteen preview. This is all she wrote for the regular season. It goes by in a blink of an eye. Peter, yeah. weird week this week because we'll probably have a number of teams yeah. sitting out a significant. I only got six written down, and we can just talk <laughs> briefly because it's uh, you know there's just a couple weird situations here. Yeah. But there's uh, also some really big games. Saturday afternoon, it seems uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have become Saturday's Secret Santa. Yeah. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Baltimore looks like they're sitting a bunch of people as they should. Pittsburgh win and they need a lot of help to get in, but if they, they win, win they first. still need a lot of help. I believe so. Okay, I don't think it's an automatic win, by the way, because Huntley's pretty good and Huntley's not bad, and this is a monster rivalry. These teams do not like each other, and Pittsburgh ready to beat them. Yeah, so you know it wouldn't surprise me if. Well, first of all, would it surprise you if offensively Pittsburgh lays an egg? Got breaking news. Oh, really? While we're on the topic, a matter of fact, Dalvin Cook to the Ravens. That made so much sense to me. That made so much sense because they just needed a little more depth at running back. And that's that's why the Jets released them, by the way. They didn't release them because they didn't like him or he sucked. It was to give him a chance to sign with a team before the playoffs. So that doesn't surprise me. Um, I know a couple of my I know a couple of my Cowboys buddies wanted him. I'm like, eh. But you talk about a precipitous drop in, uh, uh, in, dude, in skill. He's a ghost, bro. You think you, you think the Jets signed him for eight million a year, nine million a year, whatever they did, and didn't want to play him? Right. <laughs> Come on, dude. Like you, you were hoping to get more out of him, Roughly. You know, like a lot more. So, um, but what I was saying is, um, would you be shocked if if the Steelers came out and scored thirteen points? No. And, and you can lose no. then. So no. you know. It wouldn't surprise but to be fair, I had him scoring 13 in Seattle, and they've doubled it and then some on me, so I, I I don't know. Yeah, I'm just saying I wouldn't – I don't think this is a layup by any means for Pittsburgh just because Lamar's not playing and there's a couple other guys that will probably be sitting out. I suspect Odell will probably be sitting out. 
maybe flowers. I don't know flowers, about say flowers because yeah, you want him sitting. You want a rookie wide receiver sitting for two weeks. Fair. So I don't know about how. I don't know. We'll see who it is, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if they lost this game. I don't Houston, think it's the layup. I guess that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's the layup that it might be appear as. Otherwise, yeah. Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. Is this like a winner in? Seven? I think it is. Good God. What but a- I don't know if it is because the Jacksonville's 9-7 as well, right? I don't know. I th- I, I'm pretty sure if Jacksonville wins, they're in. That, I, that I'm pretty sure of. But maybe not win the division? Standings. Let me see. Playoff picture. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> well, that was fun. AFC Jags are nine and seven. Indy's nine and seven. Houston's nine and seven. <laughs> and the Jags are playing who? The Titans. But it's at Tennessee, right? And do we know if Trevor Lawrence is playing? He's we pr- don't. He, we don't know. He's got. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you who I'm rooting for. The Texans. Houston, absolutely. I, I kind of agree with you. Yeah, I'm definitely I definitely Although, I, I, although we, we both like Minshew. We I love think, Minshew. We both, we both think Steichen's done a hell of a job. Yeah, but I also I, I do. I I have to agree with that. But I, I really do like I love the story of Houston. Everyone thinking talking about how they're just a shit organization, bad leadership, bad co- Bad hire because he's defensive. He's a defensive guy. Oh, C.J. Stroud is not that guy, and you're wrong about all of it, all of it. So I, I, I would love that. So, a wor- you talk about worst to well, even if it's not first, a worst to playoffs. What a turnaround! Like what a turnaround, dude. That's incredible. It's fantastic, and I love the story. Minnesota at Detroit. Is Minnesota Cook now at this point? I don't know. Well, even if they're not, I think they kind of are. But is Detroit playing for anything in this game? No, because they're sitting. Yeah, I think they are, right? I don't know. That's why that game against Dallas made so much more sense if they would have won. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I, I haven't heard anything about them sitting golf for anybody, so it must mean something. I, but what can it mean? Who are you catching? Or you just don't want doubt? God damn it. Yeah, I, I know. Look. Can they get the can they get the two? The eleven and five. Dallas is eleven and five. And oh, Philly's man. eleven and five. Yeah. So I guess it's gotta matter, right? Where's the game? The game is in Detroit. In Detroit. Yeah, I mean, in Minnesota seven and nine. They're 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 done. Yeah, they're I do well, what's O'Connor doing last week starting fucking hall again when when Mullen, uh, I don't know. I, I that's out that's, that's thing in the room to me, dude. I, we like a guy, but I don't know. I was weird to me. Yeah. I don't have a good answer for you on that one. Sorry. A huge game in uh, the Bayou, Atlanta at New Orleans. Is the winner in on this one, or they, or they need to win and then what? Uh, New, Orleans, New Orleans wins. Tampa loses. They win the division. Okay. Atlanta wins. Atlanta wins. He, they need Tampa, Tampa to loses. lose. Tampa wins. New Orleans wins. I think they need Green Bay to lose and Seattle to lose. For them, they get a wild card. Who, New Orleans? 
Yeah. So you might get two teams out of that division. You, you might that shit bag division. That is crazy. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, shit. I guess it's not that shit bag if they got a decent enough record to beat out some of these other teams. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. It's a it's shit bag division. It's a yeah, shit it, division. It, it, it's fucking <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> it's on a platter. But you know what? You know what you're gonna see you're gonna see a lot of shitting on the field because these teams are not great. And now they're pressing because they need this. This is why I said I'm staying away from that Tampa game, and I would stay away from this game because these teams are not that good. And now you're pressing. You know, weird, weird things happen in football when you press. When the assholes pucker up, weird <laughs> shit happens. Dude. I just almost saw it. My, no my team. homo. One of the best rivalries in football, the Chicago Bears go to Lambeau. Yeah, play the Packers. Except that the Packers have beat them like seventy straight times or something like that. And it has I, been a, it has been a thick number. You let's be that. let's be honest here. Let's be honest. Jordan Love is playing some of the best quarterback play in the NFL right now, dude. Did you see some of the throws he made last week against Minnesota? Holy shit, dude! And those wide receivers, like wow. But but that defense is bad, and Justin Fields is playing a little better. By the eye test. By the numbers, it's the same. 55% completion percentage. He gets a touchdown, couple run like Which is funny because the numbers because the eye test looks a lot better than the eye test to definitely it. looks better. I have yeah. to give it to him. I ha- it yeah. looks better just the way the ball's even coming out of his hands. He looks more decisive. But this is what happens when you would just watch Sports Center and they're pushing a narrative like Justin Fields is a baller. He's you look over the last four or five games, they're I think they're four and one over the last five games. Same completion percentage, same touchdown ratio, same yards, somewhere between 160 and 220 yards per game passing. That's shit, folks. What has changed, (laughs) and in most of those games, they're playing against backups, against backup quarterbacks. If you really go look at the schedule, I didn't, I should have wrote it down, but I didn't. They're basically playing against backup quarterbacks. What's really changed is that defense. That defense is playing like really good football. So that is where I will say this game could be a little different. Not because Justin Fields is much better, because I don't think he is. It's it's Green Bay has been playing poor defense, and Bears have been playing a little better offense. But that that Bears defense has been significantly better, like noticeably better. Better. The stats show it, and the eye test shows it. So. And then what you and then what we're also asking is we're asking uh, Jordan Love, who's a first year starter, even though he's been in the league, he's a first year starter with a bunch of rookie and second year wide receivers to like, you know, show some veteran leadership and like show up for a big game that could get you in the playoffs. It's a it's a big ask, even though it's at home. You would expect them to win, but I I don't think this is as obvious as maybe it seems at first. Would you be shocked? Would you be shocked if the Bears like won at seventeen fourteen? Say about that. You've been riding the Bears lately, so I wouldn't be yeah, shocked. Bears. The battle for the AFC East. This is incredible. The New York Jets at the. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the Buffalo. Bills Only thing good about that game Dolphins. is that the Jets can't finish in last place. <laughs> mm. Finally. See, moving on up. <laughs> Bills at Dolphins. I'm going to tell, you, I'm gonna tell you one more thing. I'm going to tell you one go more ahead. thing. About, go I'm going to go back to the Jets. I love Joe Douglas. I love Joe Douglas. No, I think I, I, I think anybody who wants Joe Douglas fired, you just don't understand what you're talking about. He's had one good draft. 
he's had multiple good drafts. And in the one good draft you're talking about, he just happened to draft both the offensive and defensive rookie of the year. So, like, you he also Brees Hall. And also, years you got you to pay him all, and you're not going to be able to pay him. And you guys suck. Okay, so I'll, sorry, no, I'll, I'll take him all day. <laughs> I have been a defender of Robert Sala. And not that I'm calling for him to be fired, because I am not. But I, I wouldn't be, like, upset if they moved on from Robert Sala. Uh, I've been telling you. Where'd you hear that before? I'm telling you. <sighs> I see a guy out there like Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for Detroit. And I'm just like, just give the guy $15 million and get him as your head coach. And let's just light shit up. I got to watch another hot, young offensive coordinator go somewhere else. Yeah, to New England and beat you. To New England, thanks a lot. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks Sorry. a lot. Robert Sorry. Kraft opens up. Robert Kraft's like, I've been paying Bill Belichick $25 million. 15 sounds like a bargain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm old. I don't give a shit. Oh, my God. So, yeah, if they moved on, I'm not calling for it, but if they moved on, I wouldn't, I wouldn't cry. Hey, Michael Cohen, how we doing, buddy? Thanks Michael for checking Cohen. in, man. And Helen, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Try uh, to yes. acknowledge our live listeners and viewers. It's, a, it's appreciated. So Bills and uh, Dolphins, uh, a lot of guys banged up in this game. What's the most amazing thing about this game? That the Bills are fucking alive for the division. That it even matters. That it even matters. They were 5-5 five and five at one point, dude. And we were, like, counting them out. Josh yeah, Allen yeah. is not that good. McDermott should get fired. Um, who's the freaking wide receiver? Diggs. Diggs is pissed. He wants out. And here they are. Maybe the most dangerous team not winning a division right now, not leading in their division. Like, what a wild, wild run. And say what you want about McDermott. He made a move that we questioned and most people questioned about firing Ken Dorsey as his offensive coordinator. And things have been drastically different since that move. If you wanted to point to one thing, one point in time, it was when they fired him. The next week, Josh Allen played better. He was a little more under control, and they've been running the ball more, and he's been much more under control ever since. Mm-hmm. So, Joe it, Brady. It's really something else, man. I This is one of those like midseason turnarounds. You don't see these kind of things. What do we always say? What did, what did, um, what did Bill Parcells always say? You are what your record says you are, mm-hmm. right? So you're five and five, you're six and six, you're seven and seven. Wow, we just, but we almost won this game. We should have won that game. It doesn't matter. You are what your record says you are. And this is one of those rare occasions where a team said, no, we're not, and turned it on. And I am, I'm, I don't know if the word is shocked. I'm impressed. That's a better word for it. I am impressed by what Buffalo has done over these last, I don't know, whatever, six, seven weeks. I would agree. Yeah, it's really something. Anything and then the other add? side of it is Miami is like really week to week. They're getting more and more yeah, banged up. I know, so banged in. up. I don't even know if Waddle is playing. Um, Tyree. Moster, Moster. I know. Chubb lost ACL. Tackle. Like it, it's just they're really, really banged up. I, and, you know, we'll see what we'll see. But um, the story about this game is Buffalo, which means they'll probably lose. Because <laughs> 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 that's what they do. Oh, my God. 
Peter, let's uh, gamble, and I will tell you how we did last week. Please. Uh, Scotty was two for two in the bowls. Uh, you had the Raiders plus a half a point. Three and zero there, and then he loses Seattle, so three and one. Peter had Washington plus four against the Longhorns, won that outright. Notre Dame minus six, blowout city. Yep. The Denver Broncos minus three and a half versus the Chargers, win that one, and then you got smoked with the Dolphins against the Ravens. Dude, six hey, and two between the two of two. us. Six Mike Mangano two. back uh, back over there. Up in North Jersey, yeah, talking about thirty-three percent winning percentage. Yeah, Suck on that, Mikey. Schmuck. All right, more, more to come. More winning to come. I can feel it. I am going to Foxborough. Hmm. Oh, you're a dick. This fucking slate's. Tough. Well, maybe you're not. Maybe you're not a dick. <laughs> we'll see. I got to feel oh, no, I'm, a dick. Oh no, I'm a dick. <laughs> uh, I <laughs> the Patriots. <laughs> I can't stand you. I feel like you're going to be a dick later. We're canceling the podcast. <laughs> Last oh, chance. Last chance the, to bet against the Jets, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> the Jets haven't beat the Patriots since Christ died. Uh, Bill Belichick's swan song, potentially. Yeah. It's going to be an emotional day in Foxborough. The Jets stink. Patriots stink as well, so I'm a... I'm a What's the matter? You have no faith in Trevor Simeon? I do not. I think the defense, they're sending the cars home. Let's get the fuck out of here. I think the Patriots win an ugly game, like 16-10, and they cover the two. Yeah. Of course you do. My first game, I'm heading up to Foxborough. Uh, <laughs> this is a, potentially the last game for Bill Belichick. <laughs> is there an echo in the room? Uh, the Jets have given up on defense. You can say what you want. We, we've, we've given... Salah and that defense a lot of credit for sticking it out most of the season and I can't blame them for giving up because when there's just no offense how long can you do this for but the last few weeks last at least last couple weeks they just it's just not there that that intensity isn't there they're giving up a lot of points um and then the, uh, and then Trevor Simeon is your quarterback I'm doing the same thing dude it was one of my picks I'm taking the Patriots minus two against the Jets my dad always used to say always bet with your head not your heart and yeah. this is to me, this is a no-brainer. If it, re I don't even know. We could talk about this if you want. I'm not sure 100 that this is Bill Belichick's last game. But in his mind, if he's even thinking there's a 10 percent chance, there's no fucking way I'm losing at home in my last game to the goddamn New York Jets. So, Correct. give me the give me give me the Patri Patriots minus two. Michael Cullen, shots fired. Sorry, pal. Oh, of course they are. Who doesn't love the Raiders this week? Not me. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, somebody said something about I love the Bears or like I'm, the, I'm Bears. the Bears. I'm going to Lambeau Field. Everybody remembers last year how the Packers need to win be in against the Lions Sunday Night Football with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Right. The Packers defense stinks. Bad. Fields has a little confidence going. Confidence now, maybe Eberflus comes back. Bears got some weapons. They got some D-line pressure. I don't know. Something's telling me Packers are going to choke again. Oh, my God. You Give me Chicago plus three at Green Bay. I can't argue with you, dude. You've made some, you know, theoretical money off the Bears the last few. Maybe you've made some real money off the Bears. I don't know what you do with your picks, but... You've made, you've made the picks, and what do I always say to you? You got you got big balls for some of the picks that you make, but those are usually the ones that pay off. So I, I'm not touching that game. But anyway, 
I'm heading down to Miami. Um, Buffalo's favored by three at Miami. I think there's a couple factors that could be weird. Weather may may be a factor. If it's been a little cool down in Florida, but if it warms up, if it warms up, Buffalo going south. You've been playing in a colder weather the last few weeks, and now you go south, and it, if it's even in the 60s or 70s, could be a problem for Buffalo. But I just think the the the, the reason I'm taking Buffalo in this game minus the three, and the main reason is Buffalo is hot. I think they've been in desperation mode for a while, and I don't think that stops now. But maybe more than anything, Miami is so banged up. There's even Tyreek Hill is not at a hunt, clearly not at a hundred percent. Not the same guy. Tua even took a couple lumps last week. I just I think they're just running out of gas late, and I don't know that a clever coach can make the difference in a game like this. Oh, by the way, Buffalo has owned Miami. We you know season after season, including earlier this season. So give me Buffalo minus three against the Dolphins. I'm going down to Miami. Buffalo's been hot. <laughs> There's a weather thing going on up there. If it gets cold or gets warm. Can you guys tell that we don't talk about our picks before we get to the podcast? I, I totally agree with you here. I think Buffalo beats Miami up pretty good. And that means we both have Buffalo. So Miami's going to win by about 17. Probably. So you guys take that for what it's worth. Tyreek Hill goes for 203 touchdowns. Yeah, Mostert <laughs> comes back. Looks like Ricky Williams. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> this this game is just almost too obvious, right? To, to, uh, you would normally say fishy. I, I would, but like I've watched two teams play over the last month, and I just I, I can't I can't physically pick the Dolphins yeah. here. Like two is not great. He's got a shoulder. I, I I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Just some iced tea for me, Mike. Today, normally that's very rarely the case. By the way, it's usually something with a little more octane. But I got a little vodka going on. I'm here, getting man. over a cold, and I just want to get over it. So yeah, you sound I, better. I messed up you. last week by having a few <laughs> and re, reinvigorated the cold. I, for my last pick, I am heading to the national championship game of college football. Where's this game being played? Houston, Texas. Ah. Um, I think this is going to be the tall. I said this earlier in the podcast. I think it's going to be totally different than what we saw Michigan versus Alabama. I think this is a higher scoring game. What I love about this game, what may be the most entertaining thing in this game, is its strength versus strength. It's the it's the Washington offense, which is their strength, against that Michigan defense, which is their strength. Which will is going to have it. I just, I, for whatever reason, Las Vegas has gone against Washington all season in these big games. Washington was a dog against Oregon, or, or it was almost like a pick at home, and they won. Washington was a Freaking ten-point dog against Oregon, at or uh, in a in the championship game, and they and they beat him outright. And Washington was a dog against Texas, and they beat him outright. Uh, I'll take the undefeated team getting four and a half points. What I really like in this game is if you're really going to look for a, a a good bet, take over fifty-five because I got a feeling that both of these teams are going to be in the thirties. Over and under is fifty-five. I think it goes way over. I think it easily goes over to fifty-five. Even if, if, if Michigan, you look at how they beat Ohio State and how they were beating Penn State, like these are close games. Even if they win by a field goal, I still get the cover. So give me Washington plus four and a half um, over Michigan. Thank you, bro. All you won there. Appreciate it. By the it. way, now this is not my call, but the, do you know what the number one pick in this game has been? Like um, what the number one public selection has been? No. Washington money line. 
it just makes sense. It's just to me yeah. that's just a value right. bet. Like the value bet, right? I mean, I, even though they're four and a half dollar, like this is kind of a toss up. And if you're getting plus money with Washington, that's just. A, I mean, that's. I mean, the championship game. That's what you it's want. Just, yeah, it's you a smart know, bet. Yeah. You want. You want. A, you want a toss up, right? Like if you're not betting the game, I don't. Just, but yeah, I get it. From yeah, of course. A, if you're not betting the standpoint. game. Uh, Watch it anyway. This is I really do believe this is going to be a really good game. I think you're going to see a lot of high-flying from Washington. I just think you're going to see a lot of physicality from Michigan. And I'm thinking like a 38-31, 38-33, something in that range, 37-31. I don't know. I, I think it's definitely going to be in the 30s. I just don't see how Washington can stop Michigan from in overall running the football. And I just yeah. I don't think Washington's offense could be stopped by anybody. So should be uh, interesting. In- I got the Patriots minus two versus the Jets, Bears plus three at the Packers, and Bills plus three uh, minus three at the Dolphins. I have the Patriots minus two at the Jets, Buffalo minus three at Miami. I'm sorry, that game is at the Patriots. Buffalo minus three at Miami, and then I'm going to take the Washington Huskies to uh, well cover. I don't know if they're going to stay undefeated, but give me the four and a half. I think that's a great number. Give me Washington plus four and a half over the Wolverines. Thanks, Michael. You want to do top five? We forgot about that before. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave the music running. Why not? Yeah. So we're going to talk five. about top. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. It's your thing. So as we get down to the playoffs here, what are the top five teams in the NFL? What we're really talking about is like your Super Bowl bubble, right? Like who do you think can win the Super Bowl? And then like we uh, we're, we have them in order of from one, well, whatever, one to five, five to one, however you want to do it. So why don't you start with your number five and work your way down to one and I'll, and I'll play off you at number five i got the detroit lions i think they showed something last week at dallas uh where dallas was unbelievable at home they probably should have won the game good run pass balance if they get pressure with up front they're a lot of trouble for teams they're very dangerous because they can run the ball and play action pass so well uh my my whole list yeah give your whole whole list uh four i got the rams i think they're playing i think they're I think they're pesky. I think. Wow. You gotta, I told you my list is crazy. No shit. You got a, you got a Super Bowl winning team, uh, coach, quarterback, wide receiver, best defensive tackle, maybe top five in the game now. He's a little bit older. The NFC is not that strong, dude. There's a lot of teams going I'm the not, other direction. I think that's fair. I think that's uh, fair. Number three, I might need to get checked, go, uh, put the bourbon down and go to a doctor myself here. I got the Cleveland Browns. Oh, my God. Oh I my have, god. I have no idea. I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't trust the Chiefs anymore. I, the Dolphins stink. Uh, dude, the South is a mess. I I, wow. I, I, I gotta tell you, dude, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. Flacco looks better now than he did when he was a Raven. He, he's got nothing to lose. He's throwing it. I have to tell everybody who's listening, before we came on and we were kinda he was just going over his list, he said, I I'm on drugs. You you actually said I'm on drugs. So <laughs> <laughs> By your own statement, this is insane. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, no secret here. Two, I got the Niners. One, I got the Ravens. I think they're the best two teams in the league by far. I don't think it's even close. Wait, what? Who do you have the? How do you have the two, order? Two Niners, one Ravens. Okay, so I have uh, San Fran and Baltimore as one and two. Also, Baltimore one, San Fran two. Yeah. My number five, I have is Kansas City, and I guess I guess I'm just a sucker for stars because I have no good reason, but I I gotta believe in in Patrick Mahomes. And then I also, you know, in all fairness, the defense is really good, and defense has a much bigger effect in the playoffs than it does in the regular season. Like, I could see Kansas City going to Baltimore and winning that game because of their defense so much more than because of Mahomes. 
You know what I mean? Because defenses are just so much more intense in the playoffs. Um, number four for me is I have Dallas. I can't imagine Dallas getting past San Francisco, uh, but but I do think they're one of the top. You trust them on the road? I don't. I don't trust them on the road, but who are they going to play on the road against? They, they probably won't go on the road unless they have to go to San Fran, who Ooh, I have ahead of them anyway. Okay. Yep. Um, at number three, I have Buffalo. Now, what's hilarious about this is that they could very well lose this, <laughs> this Sunday and not even be in the goddamn playoffs. <laughs> That's why I didn't put him in there. I thought the same it's thing. It's insane. So I recognize that fully, but I also recognize that there, I don't. there's not a team on this list that I don't think Buffalo can be or can't be. I think they can be every single team on this list. That includes Kansas City. That includes San Francisco. That includes Baltimore. I just think... There's that much talent, but I also think they're just wildly erratic, so I wouldn't even be shocked if they don't even make the playoffs and lose this game, okay? And then on top of that, number two, San Fran, and then Baltimore. I have Miami, Detroit, and Cleveland right on the outside, so I'm not, like, wildly off with you, but just Miami's trended in the wrong direction. I just can't bring myself. And here's the other thing, what you brought up, um, the Rams. only problem is they're going to have to win three straight road playoff games to make it to the Super Bowl. It has, but it's just that's a tough call. That's that's, yeah. that's, that's a big ask. Um, and I just I, I love the Joe Flacco story. And make no mistake, the guy has put up insane numbers, man. He has been the reason they've won some of these games. Um, but I just think when it comes down to it, I, I don't know that I can trust the guy who up until week eight or nine of the season wasn't even on a team. And now he's their starting quarterback. So I just, I got a hard time That's putting him going, in that, I'm going more in the defense on that. I agree. It's fantastic. Yeah. But you know how it is in the playoffs. It's going to come down do. so much to quarterback play. And I don't, I don't, I, I, I say that knowing, and, and we've said it week after week, he's made these plays in all the games that he started. So for me to sit here and say, I just don't think you can do it. He has. Yeah. So I, I, I guess just I'm just looking at playoffs a little differently. So, but those are my those are my top five. Actually, By the way, Michael Cohen throws out here. That he's got Baltimore, San Fran, Miami, Dallas, and Detroit. Only thing I would argue with is Miami, just because so many injuries and so and you know they've been definitely just trending in the wrong direction as the seasons come to an end. Ready for some trivia? Absolutely. I haven't been drinking. I've only been had iced tea today, so I I might go three for three here. What major league player? I'm screwed. Was teammates with Peyton Manning in college? Scott Frost, Todd Helton, Darren Erstad, Adam Dunn. Todd Helton. Shit. All right, not Scott Frost. Todd Helton. Who are the other two? Darren Erstad and Adam Dunn. What was the question? Teammates what major league baseball player was teammates with Team Manning in college? I'm gonna go with Helton. You're right. Yeah. Darren Erstad and Frost were both Nebraska guys. I have no idea where Adam Dunn would play golf. It's funny because the only guy I knew on the list that was from Tennessee was Todd Helton. So where did Gale Sayers play college football? Oh no. Kentucky, Indiana, Kansas, UConn. All right. I think I'm kind of stuck between Indiana and Kansas. And I think I'm going Kansas. I'm leaning Kansas. Indiana, Kansas, Yukon, or where? Kentucky. No, I didn't think it was Kentucky. 
I'm gonna say Kansas. Two for two! Oh, iced tea for me from now on. Wow! <laughs> Who won the first ever Rose Bowl? Oh, shit. This Michigan? is like 140 years ago. USC, Ohio State, or Washington? This is a purely a guess. You're not so far off of 140, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's something... I got the I got the staff for you. I'll give it to you after. First, who won the first one? Who won the first ever granddaddy uh, of them all? Michigan, USC, Washington, or Ohio State? Correct. I'm leaning more towards like Michigan or Washington. I think you're just on a Michigan roll, so I'm gonna say Michigan. The Michigan Wolverines! <laughs> I made you stay on purpose! Good karma. 49-0 beat Stanford on January Sweet. 1st, 1902. Dude, is it 1902 was the first one? Yeah. Dude, is that my first 3-0? Oh, it's got to be. I may never drink again. That's good karma. I may never that's drink again. Karma. Holy cow. I don't think that's happened. I don't think that's happened yet. Well done, brother. Fantastic. Oh, my I goodness. Thought you, I thought you were going to fuck up the Galsteris one. I figured you got the. I, you would get the other ones. I kind of knew... I kind of knew it was not one of the bigger schools, but then you threw yeah. out a couple small school, a bunch of small schools, so you didn't you didn't make <laughs> you didn't make that one easy for me. And then I just went with Michigan because like there's no way you're going. Yeah, like Ohio, it certainly cool. wasn't going to be Ohio State today. <laughs> so you're using your brain when you're not <laughs> yeah. inebriated. I'm, I'm trying to figure how you're trying to trick me. So what's the what's the big game you're watching this weekend? Saturday, there's two NFLs on. Nothing great, but at least it's something. Uh, Sunday full slate, couple of decent games there that have something. Sunday night's the big one. Buffalo, the, the Miami, NFC, yeah. East Comp uh, thing, and then Monday's uh, Monday's the juice. Monday's the big one. I wanted to throw some out to Tori before we left. They the NFLPA, so the Players Association, came out with their top coordinators. Now I don't really care about the the special teams coordinator, but the uh, players asked who is best defense coordinator. Do you know who they picked? Best defensive coordinator. The players picked this. as the best defense coordinator. Quinn Spagnola. Oh, the kid from the Ravens, Mike McDonald. How about Aaron Glenn? No way. That's who they picked. They I'm picked good. Aaron Glenn number one. Steve Wilkes from the Niners two. Dan they've given up. They've given up forty points like six times. Well, this is why players can't be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve Wilkes number two. Dan Quinn number three from from the from the Cowboys. Brian Flores, mm -hmm. which I like from from mm -hmm. Minnesota, and Raheem Morris for the Rams, and he has done a very good job yeah, this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, and what about your offensive coordinator of the year? Ben Johnson, Lions. Um, oh, Moncton Ravens. You're not going to believe yeah. this shit. Uh, don't tell me fucking Chicago. Neither one of those guys was even on the list. On the top five, I should say. What? Number one, Frank Smith from the Miami Dolphins. He doesn't even call the plays. This is yeah, what, what are you players talking about? are a joke. Oh, yeah, Number yeah, two, good. Thomas Brown from Carolina. Okay. Brian Schottenheimer, again, doesn't even call the plays. Brian, what? Brian Callahan oh, for Cincinnati and Kellen Moore. Was and this is why we don't. Year. And this is why we don't let players have a say in who hires who. Exactly right. I, dude, I was thinking. <laughs> I was just about to say that Devonte Adams gave the thumbs up for Antonio Pierce as the head coach because I love him. And I'm thinking, this is why we don't Please. listen to players. We shouldn't have listened to Aaron Rodgers about who for the Jets to pick up. This is why we don't do it, folks. This is why we have general managers, and that and players should play. General managers should manage, and coaches should coach. It works really nice for everybody. Thank you.
chances that this is Bill Belichick's last game in New England? What? A, give me a percentage. 40%. So you think 60% he comes back? Yes. I th- I'm close with you. I think it's 50-50. I'm not so sure. Yeah. Do you think they could convince Belichick to take a backseat like, with personnel? Like maybe no. they brought in a Scott Pioli and some of these other guys that... Oh, maybe some that he knows in Charlotte. Maybe, maybe. You maybe, know, maybe. he's still part of the conversation, but he's not the sole yeah. decider. You think he would give up a little bit to stick around? Maybe. He might. He might. might. Interesting. I'm looking forward to it. See what happens with that for Scott Bracey. I am Pete Colasano. You've been listening to Bump and Run. We'll catch you guys next week. And for the first time in 26 years, <laughs> the Michigan Wolverines will play for a national championship. I almost forgot. Go Blue! Woo! Later!